The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. senses and challenge your beliefs a world where science and religion clash or do they you will meet real people and hear real stories but you will not believe you will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds but you will not believe this is the new england ghost project welcome to the Welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink with me. I think she's with me. Yeah. All the way from East Bridgewater, if she made the trip back, <laughs> is the blonde bombshell herself, and Kelly. Well, good evening. How are you? I was... A little worried that you weren't out there. Why? What happened? Because uh, you're not in chat. Oh, there you are. Look, oh, you just jumped in last minute. <laughs> well, I have like five screens to do, so that's uh, not well, easy. you know. So anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Anne and Ron right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Do-do-do. Yes. So did you recover from our terrific investigation? Yes, I did. Yes, I mm-hmm. did. Finally made it home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was different. It was definitely different. It was different. <laughs> uh, and every- actually, Sherry from our investigation on Sunday night is in our chat room. Hi, Sherry. Just wanted to say hi. Uh, hi, Sherry. And you expected a response to that? <laughs> She's in the chat. I've been chatting with her. Oh, fine. So, bleh. Yeah, but anyway. There you go. <laughs> and also joining us uh, somewhere is the psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, a author of Medium Rare, and all-around good dog lover, Leslie. <laughs> Hi, I'm calling you tonight from my car, so I don't have dogs parking in the background. No, oh. car. Say it right, car. Car, my car. Well, see, in New Hampshire, we don't call it car. Car. <laughs> it's a wicked awesome car. It is a wicked <laughs> awesome car. Hi, Leslie. <laughs> How are you, Anne? I'm glad you I'm... survived the other night. Oh, yes, I did. Thank you. Yeah, I crashed on Ron's love seat. <laughs> not to, not too many people can say that you are that's, one of no. very few. That's right. In the love shack. In the love I, shack, as I affectionately call it. And it it is a love shack, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> but nope. anyway, uh, we had uh, an investigation over the weekend. Uh, was. Uh, a little bit of a ride for us. Not as bad for you, Leslie, because you are up towards that area a little bit. 
But, yeah, for uh, once I got the short the short ride. I was kind of excited about that. <laughs> yeah. So it took us about uh, it's about a hundred miles, a couple hours, uh, and plus in was another hour to my uh, house. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a lot of traveling. Yes, it was. Luckily, I was driving, so we know that we at least got there relaxed. And oh yes, we were safe in the hands of Van Helsing. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of happy I slept on the way back. <laughs> I have been in the uh, passenger seat of riding shotgun with Van Helsing, and he is a good driver. I'm not. I'm not knocking his driving because That's he's right. never hit anything while I've been in the car, but he's come mighty close. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I believe in driving with the let the force be with you, and uh, you know, you throw it out there in the universe, and the universe will take care of you. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Well, the universe must be really taking care of you, my friend. So whatever. <laughs> Could be the posse. Could be the posse. The posse? Right. My posse. Okay. I mean, we all have uh, spirits who protect us and guide us. Uh, oh, I see. And we, we've always, uh, well, I mean, you, you know yourself, Ian. How many times have you gone to a reader and uh, mm-hmm. uh, been told that as well? That's true. Right. That's true. Yep. My husband has just had a conversation with me recently about that, and he's like, how do you know that you're safe? And I, I just know. I know I'm protected. <laughs> you don't know I, anything. I, no, really, I know. I have a protection team, and I am fine. But no, right. wait. Nervous. You're a psychic medium. How can he say to you, you don't know anything? What? Oh, don't go to the psychic <laughs> medium. You know, they're not like God. You know, they don't know everything. They're not even close to knowing everything. So, Well, he didn't say everything. There. He didn't say everything. He said anything. Mm. There's a big difference. Yeah, right. Not in a man's thinking. I I know exactly what he was thinking, and I can tell you right now. (sighs) You're okay. Uh, You're okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, Mm -hmm. glad you finally agree with me. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Anyway. So, Leslie, you are a psychic medium, and you have written this cute little book, and I do want to mention it, uh, called Medium Rare, which is yeah. all about a, a teddy bear in a graveyard. Now, yeah, that's exactly what it's about, a teddy bear in a graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cute cover. No, really, in reality, what is the book about? The book is my journey. It's about from as far back as I can remember growing up and noticing things that other people just weren't aware of. Mm-hmm. That's basically what this, this book is about. It starts when I'm three, and it ends when I'm 40-something. And it's only 104 pages, so <laughs> I can it all in there really fast. You didn't have much of a life, huh? <laughs> well, you know, you have to pick and choose what you want to talk about. So. Well, for goodness sake, she's only halfway through it. Yeah, you know, the That's interesting right. thing is when, when Maureen and I uh, signed with our book deals, we have two different <laughs> publishers. Uh, we were given, like most publishers, most uh, authors, we were given restraints. Well, we just shot the ever-loving shit out of them. Uh, <laughs> I believe the first book was uh, 20,000 uh, words over and X number of pages, and then the second one was just as bad, if not worse. <laughs> I, you talk too much? No way. 
So the interesting thing about it, though, is when I do tell people that, they say, well, what did you do? And I said, nothing. They took it. They took it because it was good. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so, for those those ahead, listening Anne. and yes. watching or whatever, uh, Leslie's website is up on our Facebook page, which is Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. So and one thing I want to say about my website is you have to go back into the pages to see the really good pictures. So just don't look at the first page and think, that's it. There's a couple of pages on there they have to scroll through. Is that okay. all there is? Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. There it is. See? So in, in reality, Leslie, in this book, and I think you do mention it in the book, is that you've had this talent for so many years, and then um, how did you bring it to the forefront where you actually decided to do something with it? Well, I've always been aware of things. I've always been able to, you know, sense things and see things, but I wasn't aware that I could bring forth messages. Um, it wasn't until I went to Ghost Dock with um, uh, the Hawthorne Hotel that I, and I went on an investigation there, and it was there where a spirit presented itself to me, and I actually gave a message to the people. I was like, holy cow, there's more to this than I ever imagined. But mm-hmm. I, you, you have to open yourself up even more to get the messages and the, and the images that I get now. Um, so I wasn't um, using my ability to the extent, the extent that I do now. So. Mm-hmm. It's something that you have to learn to do. It, 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 most of it is natural. Everything is natural, but you have to learn how to access that. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. that's what the book is about. It's about my um, awareness and opening up. Hmm. Okay. And so once you are aware that you can do this and you do it, um, are you comfortable with it now? Yes. And I know a certain person who is kind of fighting their natural ability and doesn't want to embrace it, and I, I want to tell that person that they should. Um, and that person knows who I'm talking to right now. And um, Cryptic messages, I love it. It is <laughs> It is, it is something that belongs to you that you should share. That's what I believe. Okay. okay. So there you go. So <laughs> The two of us go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, we were not only we did we do this investigation over the past weekend, but we uh, also, uh, you were part of the uh, uh, red light seance experiment at Circles of Winslow on Tuesday night. So that was too late night for you, which is uh, quite a bit for a young lady. So Yes, and it was a school night. Yeah. And, and a school night on top of it, I know. Yeah. So anyways, um, I want to touch, uh, basically, let's talk about a little bit about the investigation of the weekend. And, and how this investigation came about was that uh, a listener of uh, Ghost Chronicles, uh, Sherry, I believe her name was, um, she uh, gave us an invitation uh, right in and says, did you see the invitation? And, and I did. Mm-hmm. And, and I went and acted on it. And uh, 
So that's how the uh, case came about. So we can't tell the location quite yet, um, not until we get permission to, but uh, mm-hmm. it was a, definitely a cool place to investigate. Um, Very cool, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, let's, let's, let's start with Ian, I think, because Ian is, Ian is in the medium, are you, Ian? No, I'm not. Okay. You're a, a hell of a paranormal investigator, but you just haven't, uh, develop your skills yet. I, I think you will. I really okay. do. Um, I know you're dowsing now, and uh, so that is, that's, uh, I mean, that's in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> okay, now we just got a permission granted in the chat room to talk, give out the location. Do we know if that's legit? That's, that's Sherry. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's Sherry from New Hampshire. Yeah, but she doesn't own the place. That's my only mm. concern. Well, it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. silence. Okay. So, so I'll talk to my, my medium. Uh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the spirits telling us? Um, I think you should get permission from the owner before you spill the beans because it's his establishment. And no offense, Cherry, but you know we got to be you know cautious nowadays. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wait, she said, "Hang on, I'll call." <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. All right. Well, well, while she deals with that. In the meantime, gonna, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll jump ahead to Tuesday night and. Uh, I know you weren't there, Anne, so you, you can be the question person on this because uh, uh, Leslie and I were both there. So basically okay. I, I have this uh, paranormal study group that we run once a month at Circles of Wisdom in Andover, and uh, it's every third Tuesday. And uh, this month was investigating the red light seance. So it was really exciting. We, we had uh, – Sherry, no, not Sherry, Cheryl, uh, what's Cheryl's last name? Leslie. I don't know which one she used publicly, so I cannot say. Oh, good. <laughs> Another thing we can talk about. Good. This is a good radio show. <laughs> because I, I know that she uses two names. She uses one professionally, and then she uses one personally, and I don't want right. to see Ch- that. Cheryl, Cheryl Chisholm uh, is, is the one that we can use. Anyway, Cheryl uh, is a spiritualist medium, and for those who don't know who a spiritualist uh, medium is versus a uh, Leslie medium, it, it, there is a difference. <laughs> the, training, the training is through the spiritualist church uh, versus whatever training you have, Les. Right. Life, life training, life training, would you life say? Life training. On-the-job training. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. And so those who don't know what a red light seance is, and, and you're supposed to be asking the questions, so. Okay. You say, Ron. What, Ron, what's, what's a red light seance? Oh, thank you, uh, Les. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, <laughs> the red light seance goes back to the spiritualist movement, and that's when they would conduct a seance in a room that was uh, totally blackened and just bathed in red light. Uh, and what would happen during this um, seance is that some people's faces would transfigure, uh, other words, change into 
uh, morph into somebody else. Uh, sometimes there would be physical mediumship, that is, things would move, bells and uh, trumpets and that type of thing, uh, and tables. So that's what a, a, a red light seance is. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. What, what's the significance of the red light? I mean, well, could it be a it, pink light? Could it be a blue light? I mean, you know, does it... The red light is, someone came up with, and I, I can't tell you who it was, but uh, it seems that the spirits prefer red light. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they're all hookers, I don't know. Ooh. Roxanne. But, Les, do you know uh, the, the significance? Do I know what? The significance of the red light. I do not know the significance. Okay. the red light. I was so going last the, night so I, I didn't study up on it. Uh, so, the, the, yeah, that's what I've been told anyways, that the spirits uh, prefer the red light. That's why okay. I use the red light. Leave it to yeah. me to ask a question that can't be answered, right? No, it was answered. <laughs> I gave you an answer. You may not okay. like the answer, but it was an answer. Okay. All right. That's legit. That's fine. <laughs> but um, so how did it go? What happened? So, Les, why don't you take that? First of all, let me set up the, the thing where there was a bunch of us around a table. It was not a round table. It was actually four skinny tables put together in a square. Uh, we had uh, Cheryl uh, led the seance. We had um, what's the temperature tags uh, out on the table so that we could record uh, the temperature all night long. We had a camera recording as well above the center of the table, uh, well, the center of the opening where the, the table would have been if there was a solid table, uh, was a bell suspended from the ceiling. Uh, below that was a uh, tall stool with a red light candle on it. Uh, and then um, we had some EMF meters placed uh, through around the table as well. And and also we were recording the whole thing audibly as well. So uh, so that's the setup of it. And so Leslie, why don't you take on take it from there? And there was also a uh, metal tubing in the middle that was on the stool that was supposed to be a cone-shaped or bell-shaped um, vehicle for the spirit to either move or speak through. Because um, from what I understand, in these red light seances the spirit voice would come out of the bell of what what looks like a megaphone nowadays, a cheerleader's Mm -hmm. megaphone. And uh, so we had one of those, but um, Cheryl couldn't find one, so she got some tubing that was like a dryer vent. But, you know, it was the same idea. It was a dryer vent. It was a dryer vent. (laughs) And um, so that was also on the stool. Um, And the lights went down, and we opened up with a prayer, and um, things were very quiet at first. Um, There was, I was, sitting across from Cheryl. Next to Cheryl was another medium, um, and there was uh, a psychic and medium on the far end of the table. Um, things were quiet. Uh, we, I was hoping for, you know, the bell to be, like, shaken off <laughs> like crazy, but it didn't quite do that. Um, but we did get some messages from people, um, four people. Um, people came through, uh, family members. Um, I picked up on two, and the man next to me, who is also sensitive, um, picked up on a man um, who apparently had committed suicide. 
Oh, okay, and we're going to have to hold on that because I understand that we have someone from the location that we did an investigation with on the line now. Hello, Gail? Hi. Hi, Gail. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. We we want to discuss the investigation, but uh, we I haven't had official word from uh, the owner, so we've been reluctant to give out the location, and we're just curious of what uh, what you feel about it. I'm close enough to a social. Go ahead and tell them all about us. Okay. <laughs> In that case, do you want to hang on the line and, and you can actually tell them about the location yourself? If you'd like, because I've been trying to get you on my phone, and my phone said it, I can't. So okay. I've been listening in on the on a landline. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. All, all right. right. So, so why don't you officially unveil the location? It's Great View Roller Skating Rink on Route 4 in Enfield, New Hampshire. That's right. It's a roller skating rink. Woohoo! And we skated. We skated. Um, We had a good time. Next door (laughs) is a cemetery. You got to go out there. I did. Cemetery was awesome. So that made me happy. And, and so, I mean, uh, Sherry was the one that originally contacted us, and um, she she uh, gave me your contact where uh, we get permission to investigate. So mm-hmm. uh, the, do you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on there? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, what it, what? what it happened, I'd worked here many years ago, and uh, recently within the last, Three, four months I came back and within the first couple of weeks my amplifiers are upstairs and my DJ booth is downstairs and Peter was downstairs I had shut the music off our session was all over and I went upstairs to turn off my amplifiers and very faintly I could hear organ music mm. which kind of set me back a little bit because I hadn't heard that since I was a little girl skating with Al, who built the rink many years ago. Oh, wow. And so I didn't say anything about it. Excuse me. But various people asked me if I had heard the music. I was like, okay. And Mm -hmm. then um, I've been doing a lot of cleaning and fixing and moving stuff around and whatnot. And I would go into what used to be Al's apartment and Peter and Diane's apartment. And I always could feel like there was somebody hovering over me. So I would only stay in there for like 10 minutes at a time, and then I would come back out. And then um, one time, Crystal, who works with me, I was in one end of the building. She was on another end. I happened to be cleaning bathrooms, and she was cleaning tables. And we heard this loud bang, and we both at the same time, are you okay? Yep, I'm fine. <clears throat> when I went back to the where the roller skates are all kept behind the counter, there was a steel pipe that sat in the corner for months, had just fallen on the floor. Mm. And then Crystal kind of didn't believe the whole thing for a while until she was trying to cash out one night in our kitchen area and heard somebody walking around upstairs. She didn't go in the kitchen anymore after that by herself. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I had to go in. Yeah, she um, was still, still afraid to go in, even when we went there, because uh, she, that she did mention that. The kitchen Thanks. makes her very nervous. I think the one time they really caught my attention was a few weeks ago. I was running late on a Friday night getting here, and I got... Crystal and I got all the skaters in, and they were skating, and we had turned the main lights on and off, and the disco lights were on, and I realized I hadn't unlocked the door, which is a huge safety issue. So I ran down the rink, ran out back, unlocked the door, turned around, and there's an old DJ booth upstairs, and there's a window there, and the light was on. And I mm. never turn that light on, ever. Mm. And I was like, oh, darn it. And it was funny because one of our regular customers goes, what's the matter? I go, the tenants upstairs turn the lights on. He goes, you have people living up there? I go, well, I wouldn't say living. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we have a good time. We, you know, we have an agreement. Don't jump out and scare me, and we get along fine. <laughs> and now I'm very happy to know who is here. It's exactly who I thought was here. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good, very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we still got to go through all the the video and the the recordings that we we made. And uh, you know, what we'd ever get, we'll certainly uh, make sure Peter and you have a copy of it. So, right. oh, I, I'd love it. Well, I got a very nice surprise at the end. Leslie told me when she was upstairs, and I wasn't up there with her at the time. A gentleman who had absolutely nothing to do with the rink was up there, and he was mechanically inclined, was in either the Army or the Navy, and there was something about cooking and tattoos. <laughs> my father, when you first got here and people went to the cemetery, I go, well, say hello to my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Well, my father-in-law was in the Navy. He was a mechanic. He was a cook. He owned a Texaco station forever and has three different ships tattooed on his arms. Mm-hmm. So I didn't say hi to him, but he said hi to us. So yeah, that's, nice. yeah sure that's, that's interesting. In fact, we're going to talk a little bit about that after the break because mm-hmm. yeah, coming after the break is like 15 seconds. So uh, anything quick you want to add so that before the break? No, I just that I, I was so glad you came, and I hope you can come again sometime. And we really appreciated it. And you know, like you said, we only have friendly, happy spirits here, which is nice to know. That's great. All right, we have to take a break right now. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Ann Kerrigan and Ron Kolick, our special guest Leslie Martin. We'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojanet Parax Ghost Channel. And beyond, we'll be right back. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. 
all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest, Leslie Martin. And we're also talking with Gail from Lakeview Roller Rink. <laughs> Did I get that right? No, close. Great oh. view. It's what? We have a great view. Great view. Great view. Mm-hmm. Great view of the, of the cemetery and the lake. <laughs> All right. Right, right. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, before uh, we let you go, I, I do want. Could you give us a little bit of history of the the place, the rink itself, and who built it, and and how it's what it is now? Yeah, Alda Havens had a very tiny rink, probably about five miles from here, and it was very crowded. So, in the late seventies, early eighties, he decided he wanted a bigger rink because. Al was brought up in an orphanage and didn't have a family, and he wanted a place for family and children to go skating because he loved children. So he actually didn't have enough money to build it himself, so he he sold about 30% of what he needed in stock, and within five years he bought all the stock back. That was the agreement. Mm. And so he built this. And then in 1989, Peter and Diane bought it with the agreement with Al that would uh, this would always be a roller skating rink. Mm-hmm. And we've struggled sometimes, and sometimes it's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start bringing in live bands on Friday night and Saturday night to supplement the roller skating, but this will always be a roller skating rink. Excellent. Now, uh, Al has passed away, and and it's believed that he is one of the spirits that, uh, for lack of a better word, haunts the place. Mm -hmm. Him and Bettina. uh, Bettina, right. We we are going to talk a little bit about her in in a couple of minutes. Uh, Yeah, and uh, it it was pretty interesting. Uh, I, I thank you so much for arranging this for us to investigate. It was a, a long ride, but uh, it's certainly a lot of fun, and, and uh, it was well worth the CNN on roller skates, so, I mean, that's... That <laughs> hey, I'm very graceful on roller skates. Just yeah. stop. I was just going to say that. Graceful, that's what I was saying. <laughs> All right, so, anyways, we're going to let you go, because we, we want to talk a little bit about what we found and stuff like that, so... Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. It was great. Okay, come again. <laughs> All right, take care. Okay, yep, bye bye. Bye bye. All right, that was a little bit of the history of the place, and and she did uh, tip off a little bit of what uh, we found. So uh, I guess I, I kind of want to ask in as she was investigating. She taped a lot of this stuff, and mm-hmm. um. And she roller skated too, and she did very well. I was quite pleased with the, the roller skating abilities. 
Every day. Not once did you fall in. I didn't. Van Helsing took a couple bills, I noticed, but uh, nope, I managed to stay upright. Yeah. Says <laughs> so the person who didn't dare to put on a pair of skates. <laughs> well, there were there were a couple of them. Uh, so you know. Anyways, but one of the things we did do in the beginning is uh, to try to uh, stir up the energy a little bit. We did want to do some roller skating. So uh, Anne, myself, um, a couple of girls, Larink, Gail, and uh, Crystal, Karen. And Karen, Karen Ruck was with us, uh, mm-hmm. put on skates, and, and Clay, too, uh, finally did, too, as well. Mm-hmm. And so we all got on skates, and, and I asked uh, the owner to play some oldie music because I figured that might, uh, you know, entice some of the spirits to see what's going on. And, Leslie, you were out in the, the middle of the floor, and you were one that did not skate. And for whatever reason, I'm not judging. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I was in the middle of the floor, and I um, I documented with the camera, and I walked mm-hmm. around, and I felt the energy as you were skating around. Mm. And um, the, the, the kind of the cool thing is, we started playing all this old old music, uh, and uh, I remember the first song that we actually uh, that I asked the owner to play was uh, a Haunted House back in the fifties, uh, which you guys didn't never heard before, but that's right. Mm, no. Okay. Way before my time, man. Yep. So there. So, I mean, so so Leslie, I mean, do you think that 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 did stir up the energy in the place? Do you think these Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes. And one of the reasons it stirred so much energy up is because that's what the spirit that's there loves so much. He loves roller skating. And, you know, it was like what he wanted. And so I think that really brought him in. I think it drew him right into what we were doing. So, um, I, in fact, the first time I had contact with him was while you were skating on the floor, and um, I was picking up on his characteristics and whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the interesting thing, too, is that we had his bowling bag, which was kind of cool. Um, and that was his bowling bag? Yeah, that was his bowling bag. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Oh, well, you don't have to know everything. Well. <laughs> Van well. Helsing does, but that's uh, right. I mean, you don't know the songs from the 50s, Haunted House song? Hey, well, there you go. Show you right there. It's <laughs> a the need-to-know basis, evidently. Yeah, okay. All right. So, any, anyways, uh, we uh, we set it up on a paper towel. We traced it out, and I squared the towel up uh, on the edge of the table. Now, this table, as it turns out... Uh, was uh, a center of activity in the cameras at the place that night. The, the place has uh, several infrared cameras throughout it, and a lot of times they will see shadows and people in this area uh, where the where the uh, e snacks and stuff. So the table that I chose was the one that the most activity seems to occur. So we we did set it up on there on the paper towel, and I squared the paper towel off. Um, interestingly, the the uh, bag did not move, and I meant to ask Gail uh, if she went in the next morning if, if there had been a change. Oh, well. Uh, but anyways, be, before we did leave, 
the, the towel was not square with the table. So I don't know, you know, can I say the spirit did that? No, but it did move. There was movement on the paper towel. So there you go. Okay. So, so Leslie and Ann, um, what did you, Ann, let me ask Ann, because, you know, Ann, once again, doesn't, isn't a developed medium yet, uh, yet, you know, as I say, yet there. <laughs> I mean, what, what did you find most interesting about the investigation? What what place did you find that you were concerned, that you thought would be the most uh, active? Actually, the thing, um, the things that I was drawn most to in that whole rink were the old chairs on um, the side of the rink. And they were like old chairs from um, movie theaters. That oh, really? They, yeah. I asked uh, Peter if those chairs were original to the rink um, or what the story was. And he said, no, they had come from various movie theaters um, in the area. And they put them on the side of the rink there. So they're in their, like, old wooden fold. Did you see them on the side I there? I didn't Ron? see them. Were they, oh, were the potatoes would sit when they were resting? Yes. Yes. And, like, if people wanted to sit and watch the skaters from the side. Um, they were, like, in the little gallery there, uh, Les. They were, like, propped up against the wall, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they ran all I the way down. The, the, um, as you were facing the rink, they were all the way down the left-hand side. Okay, all right. Um, and it was really dark over there, so I could see, you know, that someone could miss them. But they're like old, um, just old wooden, you know, folding down movie theater chairs. And and that was the first thing, I think, that I really felt drawn to in that rink. And when I was over there and I was talking with Karen, um, she kind of felt that there was a lot of energy in that area as well. So that's, and we didn't, we didn't even really, we didn't spend a lot of time there, I know, but um, Karen and I kind of walked through there mm-hmm. a few times. Yeah, the, the, it was such a long drive. We only had a few hours really to uh, spend there, unfortunately, but... Um, yeah, there was much more I, I would have loved to have done, but uh, because of time constraints, uh, we didn't mm-hmm. do it. But uh, all right, yeah. So, so Les, I mean, for you, what what places were the most active? Um, I was brought around uh, a couple of times on different tours. I went once with Clay, and I went once with uh, Gail. And it's funny because when I was with with Clay, the upstairs, it didn't seem you know, like very active, but there was energy up there that I wanted to connect with. But, you know, I was just walking through, so we didn't really get to do that. But when I was with Gail and we were doing a walkthrough, um, some very key points that really stuck out in my mind was the DJ booth. Uh, she says, I, I want to know how you feel when you stand here. And it, I felt like I was in 1986. And <laughs> um, there was um, chest issues going on, and um, it was like um, the man who's there in spirit spent a lot of time in that one area, um, so I really enjoyed that atmosphere. Um, 
the rink itself, there were some spots on the rink floor that it was very drawn to. Um, and upstairs, um, there were some rooms. Um, I think it was a bedroom. I think it was the room that we were all in and right. conducted a little thing. That room was a, a, a great place for me to be. Mm-hmm. I was drawn mm-hmm. to those areas. Uh, it, it, because, you know, when I first went in that place, the first place I went up was upstairs with uh, Gail. She wanted to take me up there, and as soon as I walked up the stairs, uh, I felt that real heaviness in the chest, which always gives me an indication that, um, you know, a place has some type of spiritual activity. Um, it, it's That's kind of like my uh, uh, thermometer for a barometer for it, and, and so it, that place there... As soon as I walked upstairs, I I felt strongly. And to me, uh, that's the place I really was drawn to more than anywhere else in the place, which, you know, is kind of odd. But uh, I really really found that place interesting, let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. There was also a lot of energy in the upstairs booth, but we weren't allowed to go in there because that was like headquarters. Uh, (laughs) Everything was set up. So... um, uh, as soon as you so came you, up those... Who said you weren't allowed to go in there? What? Who said you weren't allowed to go in there? Well, you know, we really... It was it was occupied, so... Um, oh. When Queen and I went up there and it was quiet, there was a lot of energy in that room. Hmm. So. Hmm. But you're right. As soon as you got up the stairs, the energy completely changed. Mm-hmm. It shifted. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, while we were up there, uh, it was later in the night. It was... Uh, uh, Karen, um, Anne, you, Les, and myself, and the four of us were up in this apartment area, and the rest of the group was downstairs uh, doing EVPs and were doing whatever they do. I don't know. Who knows? So, anyways, uh, it was kind of a, a neat experience for me in that uh, Leslie began to feel this uh, the presence of the older gentleman. Is, is this Al that you were feeling, Liz? Yes. Yes. Very kind-hearted, um, very sweet individual, not scary at all. Mm-hmm. And I was I was feeling him come in, and then you and Karen were feeling something else. Go ahead. It, yeah, right. It's exactly what what had happened. Is is yes. Uh, I initially saw a man, but then for some reason my attention got drawn to another man who was uh, to me. I saw him in a kitchen, uh, very much uh, an old kitchen with white metal cabinets, and and well, I should say that. I saw him sitting down and initially, okay, and I began to see him. It's like, it's like a, uh, how can you say, you know, you see a shadow and then it starts filling in. It's like, uh, you know, paint by numbers. You start putting a color and it starts taking form a lot of times to me. Uh-huh. And, and then even uh, uh, Leslie was drawn from Al to this gentleman. And mm-hmm. so Karen and myself and, and Leslie were were tied to him, and Ann was doing uh, dowsing uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And we started to really get some good images of him, and we began to fill in the colors, to fill in the spaces the, of the paint by number, said. And uh, we came up with this uh, this character. 
And, and, and the thing I liked about that was that here we had different people all working together to pull this image in. And I think that the collective energy of all of us was what really helped to uh, create this this picture of this person and, and to make contact with her. Would you kind of agree with that, Les, or, or you have a different idea? No, I do agree with that, and I find that the more that we spend time together, the more well-oiled our machine is becoming, and the better we do work together. And um, an interesting note about this whole thing was Anne was dowsing at the same time, and we were saying uh, what we were seeing, and Anne's dowsing, uh, what were you using, a pendulum? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're saying no, no, and we're like, oh, well, this is what we see. But I think what Anne was turned into was the energy of the man that I had seen at first. Oh, right. Okay. And so yeah, that didn't apply to, you know, what he was telling her because he's a different person. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, so I think that, that, that explains that. But yeah. um, you're right. I think that our collaboration, um, bouncing the things off of what we saw, it, it filled in other pieces that we were missing so we could see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, we, we actually talked about, you know, about you, Ann, and why you were getting different things in the pendulum. And uh, Leslie and I both agree that uh, a lot of times you can tune in in to different spirits. If you have two different people, you can Mm -hmm. tune in to two different spirits. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even in glass swirling, uh, it happened to us, which was, uh, you know, pretty amazing. Uh, in itself, and as I, as I mentioned, this this is really a, a neat trip, and and that's why I love doing this. You're always learning, and you're always come up with something new, new theories, new experiences. It, it it's just you know it's so fascinating, and uh, so it, it, like I always say, there is no right or wrong. It's what you're seeing or what answers you're getting is what you're getting. It's not right or wrong. That's what you're getting. It doesn't necessarily mean somebody else is going to get that same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I can I can see that. Yeah. So anyways, it was kind of cool, though, because all of us were working, and we did get this, this image, and, I mean, it was pretty clever by the, clear by the, the time it was over. I mean, I mean, he would, the way I saw it, he even blew smoke in my face. I mean, he was really... <laughs> Yeah, he was. He was kind of a tough ass. He really, I mean, I really got that from him. He was really a, a punk, if I can use that word. Um, he was. And, and you know, he had the, t- the tattoos. We came up with that. We came up with the, to me, the kitchen I could see clearly, which was metal cabinets and um, uh, silver. Chrome. What? Chrome. Yeah, cool. um, yep. yeah thanks. Thanks. Thank, thank, yeah, chrome cheers. And I even saw a tile floor on it, too. And you came up with the mechanic part of it, and it was so cool because it was all a collaborative, everybody working together. And mm-hmm. at at the so we, but we couldn't figure out why he was there. Why the heck was he there? I mean, right? He didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was you, Leslie. Did, didn't you say something about uh, connection to some somebody in the rank or something? Yeah, I said he must be connected to someone here at the rank. Yeah, and. Uh, and we didn't know who. Right, we, we didn't know who. who. So, anyways, what had happened after that is that at the end of the uh, the night, uh, we were doing glass swirling in one of the booths, 
uh, with some of the people from the rink. And uh, while the glass swelling was going on, which we made contact with someone else, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but we mentioned about the spirit that we had connected with upstairs. And uh, it was really interesting because we had somebody that took that spirit, and that was uh, Sherry, right? No, it was Gail. Gail, Gail sorry. I keep getting the names mixed up. You know me. I apologize. Right, Gail. No, I apologize. You... Thank you, ladies. Yeah, it was it was it was Gail, um, and she's like, "Oh, I I know who that is." She knew right away mm-hmm. who, who it was, and and you guys, it it was really uh, it was pretty cool to see you all all just put that puzzle together, like before we left to go downstairs, and then we went downstairs, and then Gail was like, you know. Instant. Oh, I know exactly who that is. <laughs> it was great. What I was, what I was really pleased about was every single detail that we came up with had a meaning and was correct, and mm-hmm. there was not one that we were incorrect on. Well, with with the, with the exception of the initials, and uh, right, yeah, right. That was that was a tough one. Uh, for some reason, a lot of times names and and to me. Uh, Seeing words in in in, in my eye, mind's eye is, is difficult. I, you know, when Laura told me the other day that most mediums see words, and I was like shocked because I I really didn't believe in that, and because I had never experienced it. But she said, "Oh yeah, it's very common." And I was like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. And I talked to a lot of people, and a lot of people, yeah, a lot of mediums, and <laughs> a lot of mediums uh, had never heard of that either. So I don't know if it was a, a type of training that you have or uh, or what it is, or just the way that a spirit uh, shows itself to you. Well, as a teacher, I, I, I tell you that, you know, some people are visual learners. Some people um, do better with numbers. Some people do better with words. And maybe it's the way the person is made up, the medium of the self. Could very well be. Could very well be. Right. I know that Stephen was... I'm going to tell you, I, I suck at names. <laughs> yeah. I suck at Hello? Oh, go ahead. I can't even get the living's name straight. How am I going to get the dead person? <laughs> oh, my God. I am getting better, though. i got to give myself a little credit. I am getting a little bit better. So, Can we talk yeah. about the, the cemetery? Well, yeah, we absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what, 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 the thing we, we do want to mention is very in, the very end of it is that, and I think Sherry brought that up, was, or Gail, or whoever it was, uh, is that he is buried right behind the skating rink. So I, right. I, that was like the coolest thing. That that was, yep. I mean, when we, we we arrived at the skating rink, and you can see the cemetery. It's right there. It's it's, it's actually two it's, two cemeteries. Two, yeah, one's, one's an older cemetery mm-hmm. kind of um, latched on to a newer one. And um, so, you know, Ron said, well, we're going to go set up you know, do you ladies want to go look at the cemetery? And, of course, I'm like, yes, 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 I'm chopping at the bit. So we go and we crawl under the fence and we go. But before we actually got into the cemetery, Leslie stopped and said, okay, I need to tell you right now that I am seeing a stone in this cemetery and it has a hole in the middle of it and it doesn't belong there. And and we said, okay. And this was before we'd ever even stepped foot in there. So we all three... Leslie and Karen and I would troop over to the cemetery, and of course it's starting to rain. And um, so we're walking yeah, around. Hmm? Bad hair. Bad hair day. <laughs> bad hair day. Bad, bad hair day. So 
we're uh, walking around and we're taking pictures and we're talking and we're not, you know, we're looking for this stone, but we're not seeing it. So we go and we go all the way over, all the way over to the old, old part of the cemetery. Then Ron came out to fetch us because we needed to, uh, to get going. We needed to eat. We needed to get going. So we start walking back. We're almost all the way back out of the cemetery, and Leslie says, there's the stone. And it was right, it was right where, near where we had walked in, <laughs> ironically. Yeah, was right there. We totally didn't see it at all on the way nope. in. Nope, didn't see it at all. And it was the only stone in the entire cemetery that had a hole in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Holy smokes, okay? There it is. No so, great testament to uh, Leslie's ability there, and she saw it, and she knew. And it really didn't, it, it was so unusual, it was such an odd stone, and it really didn't belong, um, you know. Yeah, it was from a person who was from the 1800s, and we were in the new part of the cemetery where uh, the next one over was 2,000-something. So. Right. Did you take a yeah. picture of that, Yeah. I did. I haven't posted it yet, but I will be. We'll put it, we'll put it up on the Ghost uh, Chronicles page as well so that our yep. listeners hear it as well. Yep. But you know what's funny, and, and God bless you, uh, Leslie, I, I don't mean in this in any way. Leslie will always come up to me, and she, she'll come up with this cryptic crap. And <laughs> I don't, I'm saying that in a nice way, so don't take that <laughs> wrong. Cryptic crap, and I'm cryptic like, crap. yeah, okay, whatever. You know, and nine out of ten times, She's dead on. There you know, it is. Like, yep. you know, yeah, oh, I've seen a stolen somebody with a hole in it. It doesn't belong. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know? <laughs> I we kept saying, yet. I've just driven two hours. I don't care. <laughs> and we, we kept saying, well, what does it look like? What does it look like? She said, I can't explain it any more than there's a hole in the middle of it, but we'll know it when we see it. <laughs> we did. Yeah. That yeah, was amazing. It. And it was so funny because it was right at the end. Yep, for the right beginning. Right at the end. How That's like came to get you guys. Uh, we went down there and uh, uh, just about out of the cemetery, and lo and behold, there it yep. was. Yep. Can you believe that's a piece from the dead? We really got into the red light science. You got two minutes to talk about the red light science. Was it? Oh. Go. Right. Oh. Okay. So, so the red light was blowing in the middle of the circles of wisdom darkened room. Okay, and what happened? Um, and we chanted, row, row, row your boat, and uh, we just raised the energy, and the bell did swing very minutely, and we can't tell if it was vibration from the building or if it was from spirit. We have to look more into that. Um, it, was, it was an interesting evening. Um, lots of pertinent information came through. Um, I think everyone enjoyed it. I, I'd love to hear what you have to say about it, Ron, because you are an onlooker. That's a good word for it, onlooker. Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting in in that people were getting different messages, and there are quite a few mediums and psychics there as well. So, you know, that was kind of good. Uh, was I expecting more? Yes, I was hoping for more, but I, was I always am. I always am. Uh, we always know, want I, the prize. I felt really, I felt really crappy that I couldn't be part of it because as a facilitator. Facilitator, I can't, uh, especially in the paranormal study group. If if it's something else, I can like a 
an event I'm doing. But uh, as far as the panel study group, I am facilitated, so I can't take five. But I was like, ooh, I still want to. I still want to. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I felt bad for you because I know how that feels. I, I, I felt for you. Yeah. So, but the interesting thing, uh, they did have this, did a strong connection with this this young lad who uh, died. Uh, initially, uh, they asked him if he committed suicide, and he said no. But before the, I mean, quite a while later, uh, it came out that he was stabbed and he self-inflicted, and he did commit suicide. So it, that was interesting in itself. We don't know if he lied or he was ashamed that he did it or, or the reasoning, but there was that discrepancy in uh, that. Anyways, I guess it's time to go. It is. So, Leslie, was- thank you so much. Visit lesliemartin.com. Uh, it's on our Ghost Chronicles page. And yep. thank you much. Thank you both of you guys for going up with me this uh, weekend and uh, putting up with my driving. Yeah. You're thank welcome. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. Good night. God bless everyone. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.